Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where it is us. We are the drama. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse podcast. I've told him this before, and I think he thought I was insulting him, but I was really paying him a compliment. I was like, it's amazing that you're as funny as you are, given what a healthy childhood you had. <laughs> So, Illumide, what have you been up to since the last episode? You already know. Uh, it's It's been a, a struggle week. It's been a struggle. I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy I made it here. I also... Oh, by the way, before I get to the content I consumed, traffic. You know what I've been doing this week, which is why this week has been manageably better, is I have just decided that I'm just not going to go with the flow of traffic anymore. I just made that decision one day and I was like, I'm going to leave home. I'll keep checking. I'll refresh the Google Maps thing every 10 minutes. And when that number is under 50 minutes... Then I'll get in the car. I will join all the meetings remotely. I'll do whatever I have to do. But if that number is not under 50 minutes, I'm not getting in that car. <laughs> so whatever time that is in the day, but if the traffic clears up a little earlier today, that's when I leave. If it takes longer, that's just how I'm moving now. So since I've been doing that, like it's been slightly better. In other news, traffic is still a raggedy bitch. I did go out and do something fun this past weekend. I went to a party. It was a game night. Wow. It was actually really good. Look at me go. My social anxiety was like, the flyer says it starts at six. And I want to get there close to six because in case there's no parking, I want to be able to find parking. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I'm one of the first people there, then I have to watch everybody else come in and try to introduce myself to them. But if I wait until later in the night, everybody's already situated and in groups where they're discussing. So when I show up, I will only have to introduce myself to the people who are not already in groups. That limits my social anxiety. Tell me why I got there at eight and still nobody had showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and the only people who had shown up were white people. Yeah. Whom I love. But y'all need to stop being early to parties. So I had to engage in very small talk. So it was great. And then at the end of the night, we played a few games. I was very good at Jenga, turns out. We had a tournament and I won the tournament. It was like an outdoor Jenga where the bricks are like six inches by two inches. Those fat wood bricks oh, it was an outdoor yeah. jenga so everybody pulled up a chair they were watching us play and i actually started getting really into it i was like this man is not gonna beat me at fucking jenga there's no fucking <laughs> way i will die first before i let this little motherfucker beat me at jenga i was out here thinking very critically about which brick i was gonna pull and why anyway i won <laughs> that being said that was a fun night so shout out to the host they were really cool people i did however watch a content i wouldn't even say consume the content mm. i watched a content and whether or not i'm content with it We'll find out. It's that movie that I'm sure Jamie Foxx has to be an executive producer on because he was in way too many scenes. <laughs> the movie is called Day Shift and it's on Netflix. And shout out to Jamie Foxx because he's so likable in a lot of things that he... I don't, I don't know how he manages to be so likable. Jamie Foxx is just a vibe. So Jamie Foxx plays this vampire hunter. Spoiler alert, I'm talking about Day Shift on Netflix. He plays a vampire hunter and it's literally every single cliche that you can think of from a vampire movie in the 90s. They put them all in the same movie. You know, the, the sequence of like a vampire running really fast at the speed of light that you don't see them and then you see them and then you don't see them. That was in there. So shout out to Jamie Foxx. I enjoyed that movie. It's not going to win any awards. I'll tell you that right now. It's very cliche. <laughs> anyway, that, that's my week. How has your week been? What have you been up to since <laughs> last episode? Better. Oh, better. We love to see it. I struggle though. Do you ever just have like a few moments that's just like this really is emblematic of like my life and what I'm, what's happening? Yes. So we got on this call today. We usually, we chat, we kiki before we start recording. We did that for a long time because we were unprepared. We finally get there. We're like, okay, we're prepared. And I'm like, I'm going to go and get a drink. 
So I go to my kitchen with my very fancy box wine. I get myself a glass of box wine. I go to take a drink of it. Number one, the box wine has already turned to vinegar. Oh no. Number two, <laughs> I spill it all over my shirt. Oh my God, that's why you was trying. <laughs> that's what took me so fucking long. And I'm now wearing a different shirt. I didn't even notice. I just, I thought you were wearing like a shirt with sleeves before. You just took the shirt off. Were you wearing something with sleeves? I was, I was wearing a t-shirt with sleeves. I am now wearing a tank top. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I just, I thought, well, you just probably got hot and you just took off whatever the top layer was. I didn't realize that you <laughs> He had a whole no. spill. <laughs> no. Luckily, I hide my struggle very well. Many years of practice. Many years Many of practice. I'm break. so sorry. <laughs> but we're running late already. I spilled wine all over myself. Sour wine. Then I had to go get something different. I'm so sorry. We spilled box wine all over ourselves, just like anybody just else. Just like everybody else. We are just people. I had to make sure to wash it out. It's my... uh t-shirt that i feel like is going to be very funny in a few years not actually funny but like ironic funny i now we're fully going off on a tangent uh during the god which election the uh the 2020 presidential election oh i bought a bunch of not a bunch two things but i bought some like liz warren swag i was like number one like i guess i'll support you it was like super tuesday's coming up sure liz warren i'll throw a bit of money at your campaign that was like the third reason down the number one reason was because one of the t-shirts offered on her website was in like a cross stitch design it wasn't cross stitched it was a screen printed t-shirt but okay. it was designed like a cross stitch and it was her dog bailey which you probably only if you remember at all which you probably don't only famous for stealing a burrito in a video on Twitter. That was like Bailey's five minutes of fame. Oh. But there was a whole ass t-shirt with this like golden lab in a cross stitch design with flowers all around it and really tiny on it says like Liz Warren for president. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be such a stupid t-shirt in 10 years when everyone's like, who is that dog? Who's that dog? <laughs> Why do you have a t-shirt from someone who didn't even win the primary? Oh, like what? Drag her. By the time, <laughs> drag can I tell her. you? By the time, so I bought this ridiculous t-shirt with her dog on it and also a coffee mug that says, I like my coffee like I like my American unions strong. Wow, her merch her merch designer needs to be fired. <laughs> and the fact that she approved these Maybe she didn't approve them. Maybe they just did them on her behalf. But like, it was one of those where it was just like, I'm so amused, and I feel the need to do something. I, I mean, honestly, all of politics since since 2016, all of politics has felt like I have no control over literally anything. Literally anything. Yeah, I have no control. So like, this was my attempt to like one be a troll and two exercise some some teeny tiny bit of control. Civil liberties. Was to buy stupid merch on Liz Warren's website. This has gone really off the rails. The the punchline the punchline is that. I bought it before Super Tuesday because I was like, yeah, this is probably a good time to give money. She had dropped out of the race before my merchandise arrived in the mail. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I actually, I was rooting for Liz, by the way. Have you heard the, the like, Bo Burnham outtake song? It was like an outtake from his Inside special. No. The, the Joe Biden song. Oh, wait, I think like, you might have told me about this. What is it? Please. It's it's like one minute long, if that, and it's just two lines, but it's like an electronic sign. It's like, they're really going to make me vote for Joe Biden. Joe, Joe, jo, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> How is the best case scenario? Joe Biden. And it's just those two lines, like repeated a few times. And like, but honestly, there were some candidates I was like, kind of thought might be all right. Instead, we got Joe Biden. Yeah. Who is... Uh, it could be worse. It could be it worse. Could be wor I mean, it could be a lot fucking worse. It could be a lot, could worse. Be a lot fucking worse. So yeah, I was like, okay, maybe it's, it's a step up from where we're coming from. I have to be honest. Like, I, I was hoping for more, but like, I'm like, okay, you know what? We're happy with this. Everybody, we're happy with this, right? 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 <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> oh, oh no, yeah. I fully like, like went and bought champagne and like was shouting off the balcony because like it meant that 45 was out of office. I yes. was like, we literally could have elected like... 45 again. Oh. Can you imagine... Ugh, ugh. We would not no. be over here having this conversation the way we're having it no. right now. We would be depressed, stressed, and ready to unalive ourselves. Like, yeah, 
Oh God. Not like we're not depressed and stressed, but like (laughs) it would have been much worse. Yeah. No, they could have like voted in a pet rock instead of 45 and I would have been thrilled. Yes. I would have. A pet rock. (laughs) Honestly, that's a pretty good description of Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Just the Democrats pet rock. (laughs) It's like, that's so cute. Drag you. Not really doing anything, but here it is. Who could be mad at a pet rock? (laughs) (sighs) How did I get here? Oh, God, I was just trying to talk about getting to the podcast. Yes, yeah, sorry. I, I helped you derail even further. Sorry. The t-shirt you have to wash quickly before the wine stains it permanently. Liz Warren shirt. I need, it to, I need it to stand the test of time so that it's dumb and ironic in 10 years. That was a journey. Okay. What, else, what have I actually been up to? Some of our college friends visited from St. Louis. Hey. So that was fun. I mean, condolences to them for living in St. Louis. <laughs> but they got out and John put together a very extra vegan dinner extravaganza. It was great. Because this is this is where our like millennials we were like we were like we got one vegan one vegetarian one dairy allergy like yep and yet we still find ways to be extra that that's what life is about we also went on a hike on Teddy Roosevelt Island which is just a random ass island like in the middle of the Potomac near Arlington oh which is there I guess the weather um, I don't know but the, the weather was hot this weekend it was hot we went like early ish in the morning oh okay okay yeah it was still hot <laughs> yeah it was fun Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt Island is essentially just a random island with lots of woods, some little paths, and one monument to Teddy Roosevelt, which has these big, like, obelisk things with different, like, values, principles, whatever, one of which is manhood. It's this, like, giant stone obelisk that says manhood <laughs> at the top. That's hilarious. Okay. All right, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's manhood. America. God. He seemed like he was unhinged. You know, Truly. I, I don't recall many U.S. presidents who weren't unhinged. Every single one of them has been a pre-installed door. Unhinged. (laughs) Just a bunch of sliding doors, just unhinged. Oh, God, those, those like, closet doors that fold up that are always, like, jumping out of the tracks, like... (laughs) Oh, God, those annoy me. Or the modern ones that have the clips on the top that's supposed to hook into the divot, but the whole Mm. thing pops out of the wood, so it's just stuck in the divot. Is there anybody who can design a... Here, is, is there a way to design a proper closure for a closet door that isn't wonky? I don't know. I, uh, it, you would think so, but apparently not. There has to be a fucking way. Every single one that I've seen is just wild. It doesn't work well. It just doesn't. Rich people are probably listening to this like, yeah, that's because you're poor. You never buy... You never live in homes that have proper closet doors. If we have any wealthy listeners, which I sort of doubt... I don't know if we're relatable to them. But if we have any wealthy listeners... Yeah, we are, we are going to eat we you. Are- <laughs> when the revolution happens, as a listener of the Big Empty Purse, I will personally eat you. We will eat you. Before we eat you, we humbly request that you let us know whether there exist closet doors that aren't shitty. Yeah. We'll, if you do that, we'll save you till like the end. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll, sa- we'll, like, we'll start eating other wealthy people first, first and we'll let you like thug it out for a bit. <laughs> I have consumed some content, some of which was motivated by these friends coming into town. We're at this extra vegan dinner party bit that we're hosting and going to put music on and someone is like the new Beyonce album and all I've heard from this album is break my soul which I was unimpressed by we talked about this before yeah I've, I've come around on the rest of the album yeah so I had heard the song by itself and was very meh when I listened to the whole album I like it it fit in the album right. and the album is one of those where it's like very seamlessly transitioned song to song mm-hmm. like it felt like an album it was actually really cool to listen to start to finish I'm sorry Beyonce you deserved better I should not have judged you based on one single. I know this. <laughs> I know this. But I listened to the full album. I mean, it's still not like, but it's good. I was bopping. It was, and it made a lot of sense as an album, which I appreciate. Alien Superstar is very good. And also there is a Break My Soul Queen's remix featuring Madonna. Hmm. It's pretty much Beyonce using Madonna's Vogue and Madonna's vocals as backing. And it's chef's kiss. 
I like that better than the original Break My Soul. And the part where, the original where Madonna's like, Greta Garbo, Anne Monroe, Dietrich, and DiMaggio, Marlon Brando, Jimmy Dean on the cover of a magazine. I'm going to do the whole thing. Grace Kelly, Hollow Jean, picture of a beauty queen. Jean Kelly, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Dance on Air. They had style. They had grace. Rita Hayworth gave good face. Lauren, Catherine, Lana too. Betty Davis, we love you. Ladies with an attitude. Fellas that were in the mood. Don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Strike a pose. There's nothing to it. Vogue. Anyway, Beyonce has her own version of that. And then she, after that, she calls out the ballroom houses. House of La Beja, House of Balenciaga, House of whatever, whatever. And at the very end, she goes, House of Mizrahi. And then she starts laughing after she does it. It is so fun. The whole album feels like Beyonce was just having fun doing it. That is interesting that, that it was... Vogue, because I, f- I feel like this album, Beyonce's album, had so many like queer artist influences and shout outs and everything, which is really cool. And also a little weird. Very. But cool. <laughs> I feel like it could easily be construed as pandering to the queer community, which we know Beyonce probably had that in the back of her mind somewhere. But mm-hmm. also, I yeah. think Beyonce understands that fundamentally her diehard stands are gay men. Yeah. And I think it's very similar. Like, I, wa- I think it walks a similar line to Vogue when Madonna did that. It was like, this could have been just, like, pandering and exploitative where you're, like, bringing this, like, right. form of dance that is, like, it is queer culture. And you're like, I'm going to make it mainstream. Like, and not, not that Beyonce is quite doing that so directly. But I think it walks a good line where it, like, highlights all of those things without right. just being pandering. I'm like, she did a good job. She, she wasn't... Yeah. too tone deaf somebody was like saying oh she used a derogatory remark she was like all right cool pulling that out she said uh, uh <laughs> she, she's because like beyonce is beyonce she's the executive producer 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 so if they say she's gonna go back to the studio like snatch that out of the record it's not a big deal like she said she i think she yeah. might have made a reference to milkshake and kelly's was like see beyonce is copying me beyonce was like what grab that reference out of the album beyonce doesn't care she that's what i mean no. that's why i'm liking this album she made an album yeah. that she was like i want to make this album i don't give a fuck and she just made a fun album. It is. It is fun. <laughs> I did consume one other content. I watched the movie The Platform on Netflix. This is like a total change in tone. I know. <laughs> the Platform is a... Oh, God, what genre would you say? Thriller? Horror? I would say thriller. It's yeah. Because I, I was able to watch it. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about it on the podcast before, but it was a while back. This is a 2020 movie. Um, and the premise is... It's a Spanish movie. And the premise is all of these people are in this prison that's like many, many, many stories high. I think it's underground, but there's a big platter of a ton of food that starts on the first level and those people eat as much as they want and then it moves to the second level all the way down. That's the basic premise. It goes off the rails from there. I remember you liked this movie a lot, if I'm remembering correctly. I loved it. Did you hate it? <sighs> I didn't hate it. I just felt... Mm. Damn, drag me. <laughs> uh, no, it was, a, it was a good movie. I think it's a personal thing. I have a friend who often quotes one of his family's sayings, which is, I live a deep life and I like my entertainment to be shallow. Aha. <laughs> this felt too deep. It was like, oh, it felt like they were trying to make point upon point upon point about like capitalism and class structure and violence and racism and this and this and that. And it was like, I, you know what? I feel like I can't just sit and enjoy the movie because they're trying to make so many points all at the same time. <laughs> I didn't, I watched it and I was like, I'm going to ignore any political commentary and just watch it from the standpoint of how deranged and wild the human mind can be Mm. i was just watching that and the actors delivered Mm. from scene to scene you could literally see how they're it's it's yeah i thought the okay the the portrayal of human desperation in every single one of those characters was well done i didn't i didn't i didn't sit there trying to like rationalize the political agenda Mm. thank you for reframing it like that 
I mean, I don't think that's what they... Because I tried to read interviews with the director afterwards, and it only made it worse. Yeah, they But did thank it. you for reframing it like that, because from that lens, actually, it was great. Like, I totally agree with you on that. Like, the thought experiment part of it is, like, what if we put people in this insane situation? Like, how would they react? I think you're exactly right, that it it did, like, take that to the extreme, and the the actors really delivered on that. That aspect of it was really good. Okay, I'll give it a little more credit, where credit is due, which is... <laughs> Which is, no, no, I think that's a very fair critique of it. I think if I could have let the other things go, so I was just like, can we, like, you're beating me over the head with the symbolism here of the, like... Don Quixote. It was, the, like, the, the whole Quixote. movie was reference on reference on reference to Don Quixote and all the other bullshit. And I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> and then, then the kid and then the mother and then the, the lady with the thing. You know the Squid Games movie or the Squid Game series? I think the mm -hmm. Squid Game series is very similar in terms of construct of the storytelling to this but i think this did it much better so are we going to play a game today are we going to play a game today we are going to play a game today in a shocking twist of events it's <laughs> trivia question number one which is the only u.s state's capital city that does not have a mcdonald's i'm sorry there is a place i'm shocked there that is a, yeah capital of the u.s mcdonald's is quint quintessential united states honestly i feel like they need to be like they need to secede. That's un-American. I don't think it's going to be Hawaii. <laughs> no, is there's too many tourists in Hawaii. Right. Puerto Rico? Is Will that count as a state? I can't name capital cities of all San the states. Juan. I don't know about you. I can't. I can't. I definitely can't. But I'm thinking like of a place that's not quintessentially American, but it's under, you know, U.S. government. So I was thinking places like Puerto Rico, Virgin Islands, someplace that like, you know. Shout out Axios DC. Uh, they wrote this article. It was so shady and also <laughs> so sad, which I think was entitled, Why is Vermont a state? Oh! <laughs> Which was really about DC statehood and a bunch of facts about like why the fuck is DC not a state, but framing it as why is Vermont a state was very funny. Um, and they, the reason they framed it that way is like the writer of it had been driving through the capital city of Vermont and realized like it had fewer people. The capital city of Vermont had fewer people than DC. And there was some fucking fact in this thing about like DC residents pay more income tax than residents in like 24 other US states. Yep. Cause y'all got money. It's fucking abs It's absurd. It's absurd. And they have no way out. The DC has no representation. Anyway, okay. This the trivia question is not about DC statehood. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so you're saying Wisconsin. I feel like it's one of the really pointless states, like North Dakota. <laughs> A really fucking pointless state i think you're right like do you see sometimes you see like the commercials the cell phone coverage commercials mm -hmm. and they're like bragging about their coverage and even the ones where a lot of the map is covered in there's like whole areas that are just not covered it's one of the i feel like it's one of those areas or idaho <laughs> idaho. idaho idaho would be a funny answer mm. because they grow corn and potatoes there which should be literally the place they would put a mcdonald's so i would say idaho idaho all right idaho. we got north dakota and idaho the answer is oh my god <laughs> turns out my Axios shout out was weirdly on topic. The answer is Vermont. Montpelier, wow. Vermont. The answer was right there. I had it. I was saying it. Why is Vermont a state? Okay. They were asking the right question though. Why is Vermont a state? Why? Why are you a state? And that's a state to which Bernie Sanders is a senator. Is this correct? Yes. <laughs> that's why Bernie is the way he is. Christy, you and I should go okay. buy a McDonald's franchise license. Mmm. In Montpelier, Vermont. Fuck it up. Yep. Honestly, this could be our contribution to American culture forever and ever. <laughs> By the way, if you guys are listening oh. to this podcast and you take this idea and you do it, I will sue you. Consider yourself sued. I stay giving you guys great business advice on this fucking podcast. And if you take it, I will sue you. <laughs> Trivia question number two. The earliest known records of musical notation come from which ancient civilization? Mesopotamia. That's an ancient civilization. Is it? <laughs> I feel like it is. <laughs> I mean, I think that is an ancient civilization. Musical notation? I have no idea. I see. Mesopotamia is a civilization. 
and it is where modern day Iraq, Syria, and Jordan is. I don't know. I'm going to stick with Mesopotamia, but I'm not sure. I'm going to say China. I'm also not sure. The answer is the earliest known records of musical notation come from Mesopotamia. I see some good girls over there in the mouth. Found on a tablet from circa 1400 BC in what is modern day Iraq. Look at me knowing stuff. We love it. Shout out to private school, gang gang. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm insufferable. Let's carry on. Question three. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question three is petty as fuck. I'm ready. Trivia question number three. How much did Judas Iscariot receive? For betraying Jesus Christ. 30 or 32? 30, 32 of what? It was, I don't know if it was 32 pieces of silver or 33 or 31. It's in the 30s. Mm, pieces of silver. Yes. <laughs> well, that was a fast answer. Oh, sorry. You actually didn't know this? No. It might be 30 pieces of silver. I don't remember. See, the thing is like, this trivia questions, I think are specific to me. They, the trivia <laughs> gods are trying to, you know, because, okay, it's, it's in the 30s. I'm just going to say 30 to 33, but I think it's 30 pieces of silver. Judas Iscariot sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver that he ended up not spelling. I think he offed himself right after. I don't know. (laughs) What do you think? I have nothing remotely close to an answer. So you sound so sure that I'm just, I'm jumping right on that. I don't think I'm wrong. 30 pieces of silver. By the way, shout out to, this is what I mean by range. Send your kids to private school and they will have all the range. Also, make sure they go to a Christian private school because then they'll know answers to questions (laughs) like this. They'll have religious trauma, but they'll know all the religious trivia. I know all of it. There isn't there isn't one I don't know. But answer, go ahead. What you what are you saying? I say in the thirties. I think it's thirty pieces of silver, but thirties. I don't have a better answer, so I am stealing yours. The answer is in exchange for betraying Jesus Christ, Judas Iscariot received thirty pieces of silver. Oh, look at this. Look at you go. I'm oh. every woman. It's all in me. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my god there's probably no no way to do it but i'm googling anyways to see if there is some modern day equivalent of what what 30 pieces of silver Ooh, like what yes. what could he have bought with 30 <laughs> pieces of silver jesus's life <laughs> <laughs> but like what could he use that silver for like could he go like buy, like buy a piece of fruit i think this is just like based on the value of silver so i'm looking to try and figure out what would 30 pieces of silver be worth now and i think this analysis is just based on like the price of silver (laughs) but says it would be worth between 91 and 441 present day u.s dollars that's a nice payout no i'm just i'm just trying to see how cheap jesus's life was half a million dollars (laughs) half a million dollars i could have taken a loan and bought jesus and your debt would be forgiven Ah! thanks joe I can't with us today. This is more based on what the purchasing power of what 30 pieces of silver would have been then. And this one says it would be roughly equal to 120 days salary. So half a year math, a third of a year, third of a year, oh, four shit. months salary. See, you send your kids to private school. They still can't do math. <laughs> yeah. The first trimester of the year. Okay. Well, that's better than that original answer. Is it? It's worse because he sold Jesus it's... for what if his salary in the year was only $90,000. <laughs> but the other answer said he would have been paid 500k oh no the other answer said it was like 400 dollars. i thought you said 400 thousand dollars oh oh no it said 400 dollars. wow judas you raggedy bitch and they still even find the body (laughs) somebody needs a refund so the topic we'll be discussing today is student loans one of the raggediest bitches out there student loans it's right up there with taxes student loans being a raggedy Mm -hmm. bitch it's pretty high up they're the worst we hate them this goes without saying. Let's tell them more about it. I'm not going to ask if you have student loans. I know you have student <laughs> loans. Yeah, if you've listened to this podcast, like, at all, at all, you probably just tell from our voices. We have, we student, have student loans. loans. 
tell the listeners about your student loans. <laughs> it's some raggedy bullshit. We we played very stupid games. Very stupid games. Not being born into wealthy families that can just sign a check for your tuition was the first stupid game we played. Mm -hmm. And we went even further by playing an even stupider game by going to a college that was not inexpensive. <laughs> and so therefore, how hard I work can be linked to my desire to very quickly get rid of my student loans. Are you trying to frame that as a positive thing? No, I'm trying to say <laughs> student loans give me insomnia, but the mm -hmm. panic make, wakes me up in the morning to go do my job. <laughs> Name a better alarm clock. Yes, yes, student loans. How, tell yes. us about your student loans, the misery. <laughs> Yeah, if I've got student loans, I didn't come from money. The thing is, like, it means they are willing to give you more loans. There is, like, an awkward middle ground, too. People coming from la poverty, like us, do qualify for federal loans, which have lower interest rates. Right. Which is nice. There are people who are in that income bracket of, like, no, you don't actually make enough money that your parents can just pay for your college. But also the government is like, mm, but you make just enough. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. end up with private loans. <laughs> right. <laughs> so shout out to those people. I was too poor to have that particular problem. The government did loan me a lot of money based on a career quiz that my guidance counselor gave me. So here, I'll be frank with the listeners. I left college with like $50,000 in debt. Yeah. And that's actually considered little. I have heard a lot worse. Yes. Heard a lot worse, especially from our friends who like went to grad school. Like that. <laughs> Like, well, all grad school is bad. Don't go to fucking grad school. But Don't if you're going to go to grad school, at least go to a grad school that pays you and not one that takes even more of your money. Yes, that part. Be smart about this, guys. $50,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. And it's also a lot of money to be in debt for. How how much do you have to work and have discretionary income? Meaning income that you don't have to pay to bills to. Like You would literally have to have 50000 of that money to pay this back. <laughs> You'd have to make something like a million dollars for paying $50,000 back in student loans to be manageable, truly manageable. But I know for sure yeah. neither of us is making a million dollars. Not even combined. <laughs> no, God, no, no, we're close. No, we're combined. Are you ready to be sad? I've got statistics. Oh, it's too late. I already am. Let's go. <laughs> you can't hurt me. All right, sad fact number one. Since 1980, the total cost of both four-year public and four-year private college has nearly tripled after accounting for inflation. That's wild. I don't feel like the value of a degree in the workplace has tripled. What are oh, they Oh, it's actually us? gone the other what way. What is the value for this money? It has been watered down so much. And I hate to say it that way. Everybody has a fucking college degree. Yeah. As everybody should, by yeah. the way. Everybody should have it. But what that does is compared to the economy in 1980, if you were entering a field that required a college degree, you didn't have as much competition. Now, if you don't have a PhD, a master's, a JD, a billion certificates, and the the head of a, a RAM, you, <laughs> like, you can't even be nearly competitive in the workplace. Honestly, so yeah, that honestly. is, and for the cost of education to have tripled on that account, it's ridiculous. All right, sad fact number two, which we've already blown past. Uh, according to the Department of Education, the typical undergraduate student graduates with nearly $25,000 in debt. Yikes. When you said Yikes. this earlier, I started tackling like a wench. Because it's got to be like, this is on average. This is on average. Yeah. And so like, I graduated with twice that. I know people in my life personally who had a lot more than I did. Yep. Uh, but then you also have people who graduated with zero dollars in debt. So 25,000 on average is accounting for those people whose parents could write a check and send them. It's accounting for them too. I thought it was of everybody who had loans, this is the average. The typical undergraduate student graduates with $25,000 in debt. So if you pick any one like random like undergrad, like the average. The, no. Wow. The, the average undergraduate, any undergraduate, if you average every undergraduate. This is some bullshit, Christy. Public and private. Okay, now I'm People upset. People who had no loans at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Eek. very upset about this. What the fuck? <laughs> I told you, this is sad facts. <laughs> this one doesn't have as much proportion. It's just there. Student loan debt in the U.S. is 
at $1.6 trillion and rising, and there are more than 45 million Americans who have student loans. But a shocking number of the people who have student loans, and especially those who are defaulting on their student loans, are senior citizens. So what age oh, is considered God. senior citizen? Because in 1980, the college tuition was two cents <laughs> and a handful of sand. A handful of sand? So if they still have student loans from back then, if those people who are now in their 60s have student loans, wagwan. When, when we get to, when, when our generation gets to be oh that age, nobody's gonna bat an eyelash when we say we have fucking millions of students. They'd be like, eh, that makes sense. Yeah, obviously. Oh no, this is this is my final sad fact, and then I'll I'll stop. But recently, student loan debt became the second largest category of consumer debt, behind only mortgages. Category bad, bitch. I'm the bar. Anyway, those are lyrics from Beyonce's um. Alien superstar. But no, the US government makes a chunk. Its first largest revenue is from student loan repayment. So first off, and you were talking about this earlier, they impact the decision of whether to go to college or not at all. Right. Because when you're 18 years old, you're very equipped to be like, what does thousands of dollars in debt mean for me in the future? No concept. What does that mm. mean? To 18 year olds, it means nothing. Not that they don't realize like it's a thing, but like scale wise, impact wise, I didn't have any idea. Oh, I did. You did? And you went to a private college? It was my only <laughs> out from the life that I had. What? You didn't go to a state college? I couldn't. <laughs> I, did, I didn't tell you this story. I wanted to no. go to Berkeley and I moved out of Los Angeles uh -huh. in my 11th grade second year. And I moved to Maryland. Uh -huh. And when I graduated in Maryland, I applied to the Honors College and I got in UM Honors College. And when they said, all right, here's your tuition. I thought, oh my God, I'd get in state. And then they told me I, I only got out of state. And I'm like, wait, but I've, I've lived lived here for long enough. I finished high school here. And they're like, technically you're still being claimed on your parents' taxes and the parent that's claiming you. <sighs> is in California. Oh my God. And then I went to California and I was like, hey, I applied to your schools and I got it. Can I like get in state here? And they were like, no, you haven't physically lived on the soil of California for since the last year and more. So I didn't get in state over there and I didn't get in state over here. That was the only yeah. school that I could go to. I got into all the other schools, but none of them were gonna give me as much help in financial assistance as this school. And it would just happen to be a private school. I wasn't gonna pay out of state for yeah. University of Maryland. Are you fucking serious? If yeah. I was gonna pay that kind of money, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to University of Maryland. Oh, God. That's shady as fuck. Yeah. But, like, that's oh, what no. I was like, thinking. Yeah. No, if you're going to have to pay the same amount, you may as well get the, like, bougie brand name diploma. That's why I did it. Man. Oh, I thought you knew that. Sorry. No, I, I have never heard that story, but I don't think I could come up with a better, quicker way to describe how this is a fucking scam. What is Yeah, scam? that's what I'm saying. The whole thing is a fucking scam. This is like, when I tell you I was seething at that point in my life, which is how I'm telling you that I realized how much $50,000 cost when I went to college, because all of this happened before I got there. And every time I saw the loans in comparison to my plan was before I went to college, I spited every single person who made the decision to make my life so fucky. Mm, yeah. I was like, you guys royally screwed me on this. Well, I don't know if it's better or worse, but me choosing to go to a private school was a place of ignorance. <laughs> uh, that's where that decision came from. North Carolina actually has some fairly good state schools and a decent, at least when I was going to going to college, had a decent uh, in-state rates of tuition, but I was so traumatized by the idea of remaining in my home state for a moment longer than I had to, that I was like, I have to, I have to be somewhere else. I must, I must be hours from my family. Yep. I must not be in the state of North Carolina. This was all a trauma response. None of these were like rationally made decisions. And I was also acting on the lie I was told that I would have like better earning potential and better job prospects if I went to a private school. I believe that one too. Yes, that that was a yeah. very, very stupid lie. The number of people who went to state schools and like there are there are great state schools out there, y'all. There there truly are. And there are shitty private schools out there. Um, 
<laughs> but the number of times I've seen somebody who spent a quarter on their diploma of what I did and is doing the same job and earning the same amount, it just... They'd hire people after me who'd get paid more than me to do the job that I was doing and I was teaching them how to do the job. And they had gone to the community college for the first two years, then transferred into the University of Maryland College Park and then graduated. And they're coming in after me making way more money than me. I was like, well, they lied to me. They said um, going to private school was going to be the best thing for my career. It wasn't. Mm, wasn't. Community college may have been better for my career, actually. And here we are. Yeah. I've since learned that a lot of states have programs. Maybe it's not a lot, but some states have programs where you can go to community college for the first two years. And if you're doing well in community college, you get sent right on to a state school, which is usually a pretty good school, and you get in-state tuition. I don't know why nobody told me about this. I mean, it, I say that even if someone had, 18-year-old Christy probably would have turned up her nose and been like, I'm better than that. Oh, yeah. 30-year-old uh, Christy with debt, I was not better than that. I'm still not better than that. <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go to a school that I'll come out of and not have anybody understand the credibility of where I went to school. Yeah. And I say that because I did know people who graduated around the same time we did. Before they graduated, their school lost accreditation. And all the credits and work that they'd done up until that point, maybe they've spent three years there, it goes down the drain. They have to go get a new school and start again. Everybody has to understand the credibility of my degree, and it has to be a challenging school that people won't be like, Wah. You wrote this bullet point in here, and I was like, I could have gone my whole life without thinking of this <laughs> word anymore. The FAFSA. The FAFSA. The FAFSA. I forgot oh, what it even stands for. But I don't, I don't miss know. feeling these Fuckery forms out around federal student aid. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to, for our wealthy listeners who don't know the FAFSA is the form you fill out for them to tell you how much financial aid you get. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's a very comical form where they're like, "Oh, I'm throwing out random numbers, but it's like, oh, your parent makes fifty thousand dollars a year, so you can probably afford to pay forty thousand of that towards your child's <laughs> college tuition. So we'll give you ten thousand. <laughs> yes. It's like it's like you this. Figure the rest out. Figure the rest out. It's so unhinged to see the numbers right beside each other. Like the the. They're like, okay, we understand you. We've got all your information and we see you make this much money. So we think you can pay 70% of, of your salary <laughs> yeah. towards yeah. college. I looked it up. The free application for federal student aid. <laughs> free application. Oh, oh boy. It's free. It's free. Can you imagine if you had to pay? But I mean, actually, I'm, I'm a, one, I'm a little shocked you don't have to pay for it. But two, they felt that was important enough to put it in the name. Right. It's free. The FAFSA was for federal student loans, oh, which yeah. suck a lot. Uh, and it's amazing the amount of money they'll let undergraduates take out in federal student loans. But the alternative, if you do not qualify for federal student private loans, lenders. is private loans, which are much, much higher interest. Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae? You better fan Oof. that Mae. I also have a friend who was applying to colleges at the same time that I was and went to do the FAFSA and found that their parents had not been paying or filing any income tax for many years, they were just evading their taxes, and therefore, this person could not file for federal student aid because their parents were evading their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. This is so fucked up. It was so fucked up. And they were just shit out of luck and had to take private loans, and their parents didn't have the money to help them, and they just graduated with a fuck ton of very high interest loans. What were they doing with all that money they invaded in taxes? Why wouldn't they use that to pay for her tuition? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You would think. You would think. Yeah, them private loans were like, what, 8, 10% interest? The federal was like 6. Sometimes but more. 
yeah. more sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for folks reference, I guess, I don't know. I actually, I don't know how this might've changed since then, but I had all, all my loans were federal student loans and the interest rates were between three and 6%. The highest I ever heard of an, another student, like of roughly the same age as us was 15% interest on one of their loans. Right. Federal loans qualify for things like deferment in, in certain situations and forgiveness in certain situations, which are usually very specific and shitty, but there are things like that. Private loans. Nope. But the thing is, they cannot garnish your wages, though. Private loans? Yeah. They have to actually take mm. you to court and sue you before they can do that. But mm. if you default on your federal loans, they don't have to take you to court. They'll just go grab the money. Mm. But I mean, there's still the terms are still way shittier for private loans. Wait, wait. That's the one thing that I was like, God, if I don't have to do that, I never, ever want to do private student loans. It's a racket. Honestly, it's a racket. Mm -hmm. It's a predatory Truly. lending and just a whole racket. My favorite one looking back is the Perkins loan. They stopped doing that, by the, the way. Loan. Did they? Yeah. 2017. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a good thing. Maybe a good thing. I don't really know. The Perkins loan, at least as I remember it, was a loan they would offer you. Well, they would basically offer it to your parents and were like, hi, parent of student. You can take out this loan in this amount to help them. If you choose not to, they can take it instead of you. Wow. That was the premise of the Perkins loan. And uh, yeah, guess, guess, who's, guess whose parents didn't take the option. Guess who took that loan instead? Yikes. It's possible I'm remembering the plus loans instead, but I know some of my loans were of that variety. So this is not an informational podcast, by the way, y'all. If we say something wrong, it is what Google it is. It. Yeah, uh, we're trying to inform you, but consider us your friends just gossiping about this uh, <laughs> for legal purposes. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a bullshit top to bottom, truly. They're willing to lend 18 year olds so much money. When I used to be a server, there was this girl who was also a server, and I don't know which one of the schools she attended, but she was saying how she, she, was, she was lamenting about her student loans. She was like, oh, she owes 200 and I think, 80k and she was like a junior i was like how'd you rack that much up girl do you have like another degree before this she was like no so i think what she was doing is she was taking out the loans not only for tuition but she was taking out loans for like a maybe just to afford the cost of living for her to even attend the school mm -hmm. she was just under basically like taking out a loan to rent an apartment to right. go to school in dc those apartments are not cheap right no that's that's the thing is like people are shocked at these like tuition and room and board and all that numbers and it's like you still need money to just like live and be a human right uh? Yeah. Yep. That that girl, yeah. I'm like, shit, for undergrad, 280K? Mm. I mean, that's a lot. Usually when I hear of debt in the like hundreds of thousands, I think people specialty in like school. med school. Yeah, specialty yeah. professional school. Advanced degrees where they don't give you any stipend or anything. And I can't remember um, what she was studying too. She was probably like studying, I don't know, poetry. Good <laughs> luck to that girl. I heard that number and I like, I was like, we have to find a way, my dear. This, this won't click. It can't click. If you're taking out student loans, you are thinking about earning potential from day negative 100. Like, yeah. fuck a passion. Who cares about a passion? Yeah. You need earning potential. Poetry? <laughs> I could have been a singer. But I looked at my pocket and I said no. I feel like also if you're taking out student loans, you are incentivized to finish as quickly as possible. Oh, yes. Anytime I see someone who's like taking their time. A fifth year, like, a sixth year. You must not be. You must not be living the student loan life. Did I tell you when I got sick junior year, they were like, mm -hmm. oh, you should take a leave of absence, maybe a semester or a year. And then when you come back, you'll be much better. And you can get, I said, you motherfuckers, I'm taking loans to finish this degree. It will be finished in four years. I couldn't do sooner. But that four year mark is where I draw the fucking line. I'm leaving this place after four years and I'm taking a degree with me anyone <laughs> i'm taking one mm -hmm. so i was like yeah no i'm not leave of absence the fuck i mean i guess i did make a decision ultimately in in the interest of my well-being but i realized midway through my fall semester junior year that i technically could graduate in three years instead of four but it would have required like insane like an insane class load like all of this crazy shit to line up it would have been absolutely miserable and still might not have worked 
but I s considered it so seriously, so seriously. And the only reason I didn't is because like I, there were some things I felt I needed to actually get a job afterwards. I was like, you know, fuck me if I like graduate in three years and then I'm unemployed for a full year because I don't have what I need. When I tell you like the offer to like absolutely drive myself into the ground for a semester to save a year's tuition, like that was absolutely, that was a hard decision to stay for another year. It was a very hard decision. Girl, you should have bounced in three years. <laughs> I do feel just this tiny bit of sympathy for our parents because when they were going to college, it really was, you could afford college, you could do like a part-time job and afford college. So right. like if you weren't, if you were a parent and you were like not paying attention or, and or the fact that you would have to start saving really early and like, you're not perfectly keeping up and you have in your mind, like my child might have to work a part-time job, but that'll be fine and they can get through college. It changed so rapidly and the price changed so dramatically. I feel like if I were a parent and like by the time I realized it was happening, I would have needed to start saving a decade ago to have yep. even any amount approaching what you would need. So. I do feel for them a little bit. The burden is ending up on us, but I do, I do like understand partially like how that situation happened. So I feel like the thinking was like, oh, like maybe I'll have a high achiever of a kid and they'll go to college. But if they choose not to, like if they're an underachiever and they don't go to college, they could still be like perfectly financially successful in their life. I, I don't think a kid is just going to be fine. There's going to not be now. so much of a competitive, yeah, you need so much of a competitive edge, whatever it is you're doing to even, not to even be excellent, but just to get your foot in the door. Kids are fucking expensive. Obviously kids need a college degree now to do absolutely anything. Or nothing at all, you still need it. To do nothing, to literally do nothing. <laughs> if I chose to have kids now, and I still have tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, how am I supposed to start saving for their college, which I would need to do like starting yesterday? How am I supposed to do that when I haven't paid off my own college? They'll be in college and I'll still have debt from my yeah. college. Exactly. What kind of dumb game are we playing? <laughs> Stupidest game. Like if yeah. I if I accidentally had a kid now, and I say I accidentally because you just never know. <laughs> I would Do be... you not know? <laughs> you? I don't know. Do I know? What? We'll find out. Like, I, I don't know where I pull it from. I, it doesn't exist in my budget. There's no room there. And I can't imagine now like turning to my child and being like, that's okay. You'll have a good start in life if I let you take on tens and thousands of right. dollars worth of loans. Like I can't imagine looking at my kid and being like, yeah, go ahead and do that. That's probably a fine decision. I could make less per year than the amount I had in student loans. I was not quite sure what I wanted to do, to do with my career anyway. My earning potential was looking sad. And so I went to grad school because you can defer your student loan payments in grad school. And I was like, surely this will increase my earning potential. By the time I leave grad school, I will be in such a good position. I'll pay the loans off like they were nothing. <laughs> I, f I really was so gullible. Just, what? Just, <laughs> <laughs> the oh, dumbest God. game. The dumbest game. So, yeah. so some federal student loans do not gain interest while they're in deferment. And deferment just means that the payments aren't due. You can still pay towards them, but they're you're not required to pay any. So some of them will not accrue any interest, others will. I had a mix of both. So all that I managed to do in grad school was pay pay the loans down enough that I had no outstanding interest. Wow. Not paying down the principal. I just got it down so that every month when they charged me, it was the only interest. the interest for that month and the rest was principal. For the whole yeah. time you were in, ah! The whole time. It hurts me time. to think of all that money. Yes, that's okay because in exchange for that, I got a, a degree that I don't use and a lot of years of trauma <laughs> and I guess higher earning potential. I actually don't know if it would have just been better to stay in the job market and like hop around companies and get raises. I might have gotten to the same place. Faster. Yep. I have the same thoughts. The same exact <laughs> thoughts. The shit that I went to grad school for is not what I'm working on. I'm working on the shit that I was working on before I left for grad school. In fact, the grad school thing doesn't even <laughs> count. And I would have gotten 
to a much higher position had I not gone to grad school. Yeah, I'm also in, I mean, by pure chance, honestly, against the odds, I have a significant other who I am now married to who has no student loans. He's, God bless him, he knows, but he's the person we're reading on here when we say like, took a long time, had their parents just write them checks. That was him. He graduated with no student loan debt. He took five and a half years to graduate. I love him. He's wonderful. When I say against all odds though, like, I'm really shocked that I ended up with someone without the same like trauma and financial right. situation as I did. Mostly for the sense of humor. I've told him this before, and I think he thought I was insulting him, but I was really paying him a compliment. I was like, it's amazing that you're as funny as you are, given what a healthy childhood you had. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're so relatable. Like, you should be an That's going to be the intro for this episode. <laughs> that is going to be the intro for this episode. That's hilarious. But honestly, I was like, you should be insufferable. Insufferable. My husband is a white man who grew up with money and loving parents. He should be terrible. He's not. So fortunately for me as like a person and for my finances, he is a good person who I enjoy being with, who really helped support me and helped pay down my student loans once we got married. My husband and I just now started looking at buying a house and it sure counts for your debt to income ratio tell you that they say we have a choice to go to, but we really don't have a choice shall yeah. we discuss uh, the thing for joe byron <laughs> our favorite pet rocks recent announcement i probably shouldn't call him a pet rock when he finally managed to actually do something right that was one of his campaign promises because he's done virtually nothing but this was a thing he has done virtually yeah. nothing but the fact that he's not giving us panic inducing headlines every day yeah. i believe is something yeah that's the type of nothing that i can live with <laughs> Did Joe Biden start a world war on Twitter? Like, no, that's the nice thing about Joe Biden. He's got that going for him. God, the bar is so low. The bar is like in, in the earth's mantle. Like it's, <laughs> it's not even on the floor. Okay, let me stop reading Joe Biden because he actually did. Thanks, Joe. This was actually something that's gonna be useful for people. Like, is it enough? No. Is it politically motivated? Yes. But like Joe Biden's recent like loan forgiveness thing is actually gonna be really helpful for a lot of people. Joe Biden announced that they're going to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt, either individuals who make 125,000 or less or households who make 250,000 or less. Um, and that number increases to 20,000 in forgiveness if you got Pell Grants for undergrad, which were like two very, very low income folks. $10,000, not insignificant not insignificant. So there were also some other things. One of them was a change in the income driven repayment program. So that program has always existed. It's been, if you have a lower income, there is a cap on how much they can actually charge you in monthly student loan payments. That used to be 10% of your income. Now it's capped at 5% of your income, which is still a lot of your income, but 10% is, ah! So that's a slightly more reasonable. Uh, they also expanded the- They cut it in half. Doesn't mean they actually cut the loan in half. It'll just take you more than twice as long to pay it. Yes. So yes. it would not be in your best interest to take them up on that offer. It's not in your best long-term interest. It might be good. Oh in yeah, the yeah of course, of course. If, if you're you can, like if literally you, yeah. can't, if you can't buy bread, can't afford to live. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need to buy <laughs> um, bread again. Some of this is like this will be helpful to people. It's not enough. It's not enough. Um, nope. But it will it will provide some relief. Yeah, they also expanded the public service loan forgiveness program. It would be insane if it did, but I I doubt nothing from this country, but debt relief will not be treated as taxable income oh, for federal income tax. Oh, wouldn't that suck? Wouldn't that be terrible? Like, here's $7,000. Sorry, here's 10000 You owe us 5000 I know, can you imagine? Because if they tax it as a bonus, I swear to God, everybody's fucked. I'm rage quitting this entire or, country. Or, what if they give you that money and you are right at the cusp of the next tax bracket and it bumps oh my you God. right over and they just take the whole thing back? That would be the thing. That would be exactly the that thing. That would be America. Oh it would be. It would be. Luckily, it's not. Luckily, it's not. So there's that fact for you. So if people were paying their loans 
during the Panasonic, and it, that brought their balance down under $10,000. They'll forgive the remaining balance and reimburse up to $10,000 if those payments were made during this deferment period, which is nice, which is nice. All of this money that the U.S. government is not going to make in this way, we got to pay the buy-by for some time because this is revenue that they're now going to not, first of all, not only will they not be receiving this revenue because they're probably going to put caps going forward and stuff, but they also have to pay some people out. The interest rates for houses are still rising. They're not, they're not paying, they're not saying anything about that. Hopefully that, some of that will pay for this. If they regulate banks, maybe they'll squeeze banks for more money. If they start charging more wealthy people taxes, maybe that'll help. But like this is, this money has to come out from somewhere. Like for folks who aren't familiar with like the university system, like if you're really not in the loop, you might think like, wow, colleges are charging all this tuition. They must be paying like professors these exorbitant salaries. Professors don't make money. Professors don't make shit. They don't make any, they don't pay. I don't know where, where, where are they? Are they just burning the money? that they make what are they doing with this tuition money some schools are just erecting buildings left and right yeah somebody's eating it yeah. there's there's a there's a furnace somewhere that where the money gets roasted and somebody's just guzzling it i don't know yeah just the fucking audacity of of all universities of all universities but really anytime i get something from our undergraduate asking me to donate money after i still owe tens of thousands of dollars i'm like to pay off. off the diploma i got from them i think they must have board members who act like investors and they got to pay them out that's probably where all this money is going because i can't think of any other way if i see a number that's a 412268 mm -hmm. i don't even pick it up because i know what's on the other side Same. of that like don't call me and ask me for money I, I ain't got it like also fucking both let me call you both motherfuckers out carnegie mellon and umass amherst and i'm more mad about it for umass amherst because it's actually where I got it. Both of those motherfuckers send me things addressed to Mrs. Christy Ellis asking me for money. You could at least call me doctor, especially you, UMass, where I earned the doctorate. I earned the doctorate at your school and you are sending me mail asking me for money from Mrs. Christy Ellis. Put some respect the on my name. audacity. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I agree though. Jesus Christ. I agree. The next time they send me anything and they don't they don't put some respect on my name, I might have to fight someone. Honestly. Yeah. But the thing is, I also just don't want them to send me anything asking for money because I ain't got it. Right. I would prefer they just don't. I, I really me. don't have it. <laughs> I was there. I did what I did, and I said what I said, and that's that on that. Like, l let it be. Mm -hmm. Oh, the White House Twitter. Ah, the White House Twitter. The White House Twitter went off uh, after they announced this loan forgiveness. Any any Republican representative who was there were all these Republican representatives tweeting about like how this was a terrible thing for the country, da da da, like how could he just willy nilly forgive all these loans? And the White House Twitter was retweeting all of these representatives with just the quote tweet would say something like, representative name has had X number, hundreds of millions of dollars in PPP loans forgiven. So PPP being yes. Paycheck Protection Program loans that were given out during the Panda Express. All of these representatives- That's petty. Not all, but like so many of them, there's this whole thread of the White House Twitter doing nothing but stating the facts of how much money they have had forgiven. Loans forgiven, loans just forgiven. That's funny. That's petty. It's so petty. A millennial is running the campaign for this. So petty. I love pettiness. I truly do. And th that stuff is public knowledge anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that concludes our episode on student loans. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. You may have noticed that we lied to you last week, but our good friend Joe inspired us to talk about this topic this week. But next week, we will be talking about language. We pinky promised this time. Until then... Good luck. <laughs>